0: Our scripture passage today we're looking at the last of our life verses although I promise in the weeks months and years to come we have lots and lots more life verses these are just the ones we have picked out as as the ones that uh, usually stand out to most of us and this is another another important one another big one Philippians four thirteen. before I read this I do want to tell you we've got something we like to give you uh, today as, as you leave the ushers will be standing on either side of the door we got a little handout. It's all the life verses that we've done over these last few weeks. And they're just uh, the single verses, little cards you can put on your refrigerator, maybe grab an extra one to give to a friend. These are verses that you can just remember and keep with you. They're easy to memorize. It'd be great if you memorized all of them um, because these are ones that you don't want to just read, but these are verses you want to keep in your heart, things that you want to carry with you uh, just to give you strength and to build you up all throughout what we have to face in life. Uh, Before we read this one today, let us pause for a moment in prayer. Gracious and merciful Father, Lord, we thank you uh, that you have given us your word. We thank you, Lord, that you have not left us abandoned and orphaned. Lord, that you have given us your Holy Spirit, you've given us your Son, and Lord, this instruction, Lord, that you have spoken out to your prophets and apostles, Lord, written down, handed down to us, that we might not be lost, that we might have a guide for our life, Lord, and an assurance of your grace and love. And Lord, as we come to this word today, we ask that same spirit that inspired it originally would inspire us again, that you would pour that spirit into our hearts and minds, that we would hear, that we would read, and that we would understand your good and perfect will for our life. Lord, bless this holy reading of your holy word, and may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. This is Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 4, verse 13. Listen now to the word of the Lord. I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. This is the word of the lord thanks be to god you know i've noticed uh when i'm out there looking surfing the internet that great big chasm called the World wide web i've noticed you may have noticed too that there are a lot of advertisements out there that claim to have the secret and you'll see it on a, on a link or a little video or somewhere. Click on this. We have found the secret. The secret of what, you may ask? You name it. You name it. Someone has found it. And if you just click and watch this 10-minute video, you can know the secret too. It may be the secret to that uh, ringing in your ears. The one thing you can do to get rid of the ringing in your ears. Or maybe it's a, a secret as in the uh, the one thing you need to do to build wealth in your life. The one secret. It might even be this young man has discovered the secret to getting rid of all your mosquitoes in the backyard forever. The, the one that always pops up in mind a lot is the secret to being getting shredded. And it's the same guy. It's shredded. What they mean is like you can see your abs and stuff and, and your muscles stick out a lot. Apparently Google thinks I want to get shredded. What Google doesn't know is how lazy I am. <laughs> see, Google doesn't know everything about you. But one of my personal favorites is the one I see a lot. It says, "The one superfood that will help you burn fat while you sleep." Yes. The one food if I just oh if I just knew what that food was, I can eat it and I could burn fat while I sleep. The best one of all. I'm going to confess something to you. Okay, and, and I, hope, I hope you don't think less of me when I tell you this. Okay? I click on those. Ah, I know, it's embarrassing. I click on them. Because I, I, I don't believe it, okay? I know they don't have the secret. But I'm a very curious person, right? An almost insatiable curiosity. And even though I know they don't have the secret, there's a part of me that thinks, well, what if they do, though? I mean, what if this is the one guy that actually figured out the secret, and I don't want to be the last one to figure it out, and so I'll click on it. Now, most of the time, I watch the video for a few minutes, and then you hit a paywall, right? Now, I'm not that curious, okay, and as soon as they ask for my credit card, I'm out. Every once in a while, they might say something kind of interesting. Usually, it's something I've heard before. You know, the secret amounts to you have to eat right and exercise. I'm like, well, I knew that. I don't do it, but I know it. But never, never have I found the secret. Well, there is one exception. There is one exception. There was one time where I read somewhere where they claimed to have the secret, and they were right. It was the secret. Now, it's it's not much of a secret, because if it is a secret, it is the worst-kept secret in the entire world, because this secret you can find in the most-read book, the best-selling book on planet Earth. It's in the Bible. This secret is in the Bible, and it is our life verse today. I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. Now, the hymn we're talking about, of course, is Christ. So it could be properly understood is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's the secret. Now, that's a little bit like Jeopardy, right? I've given you the answer. Now, what's the question? What is this the secret of? Well, this is a big secret. As in, not a big secret, as in it's being kept well, it's a big secret because this is a big deal. This is the secret. The secret to finding success in life. That's what this is. The secret to a successful life. Now some of y'all might be thinking, Rob, I think you're getting bold here. You're worse than the internet. You're saying this is the secret, the way that we can find success in life. The way that we can find success in every situation that we might encounter, that we might face, this is what we need. And this is the key, and this is the secret. Not my words. These are the words of the Apostle Paul. When the Apostle was writing this letter to the Philippians, he was inspired by the Holy Spirit as he's writing this, and he was inspired to write that this is the secret to living out a successful life. Now, to understand what he means, we're going to have to go back a little bit. We read verse 13. I want to take you back to verse 12, because in verse 12, he talks about the secret. If you've got a Bible, open up to Philippians chapter 4 if you have a Bible app. But if not, if you reach in front of you, we've got these little red pew Bibles. We haven't read, used them in a long time. It might be a little dust on them. Maybe the spine will crack when you open it up. But open it up, in Philippians 4, and a quick reference, that's page 955. Just 955 in your pew Bibles, or Philippians 4.12. And this is what Paul, he's going to be telling you exactly what this is the secret of. And I've got to look it up myself because I didn't write it down. So right there in 955 on the right side, that right column, is in chapter 12. He says, I know what it is to have little, And I know what it is to have plenty. In any and all circumstance, I have learned the secret. There you go. I have learned the secret of being well fed and of going hungry, of having plenty, and of being in need. So he talks about here the secret. He's learned. He's learned the secret. Brought low. Abound. Facing plenty. Facing hunger. Facing abundant. Facing needs. And he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Notice he says all things. And, th- and this list he gives us, abundance and plenty and hunger and need, this is describing this, the whole range of what we might face in life. Anything that we encounter from the day we're born until the day we die can be encompassed all in this large range of, of words that Paul is giving us, hunger and need, abundance, plenty, and want. See, written here are, is the secret to facing hard times in life. Notice he says there in 12, how to be brought low, how to hunger, how to face need. These are the hard times, the difficult moments that we face in life. And it makes perfect sense that we need a secret for this. Because I have a hard time getting through those moments. I need a secret. Lord, help me. Help me through these times. Help me navigate through these difficult moments in life. The secret he tells us. Is I can do these things through Christ because Christ gives me the strength. Now, you might have noticed that he's not just talking about hard times. Take a look at that, uh, that verse 12 again. He, he's giving you a lot of good times as well. He's talking about living in, to, he, like knowing how to abound or living in abundance or living in plenty. And it's the secret to that as well. Not the secret to getting those things, but the secret to facing those things. Now, that might cause a little bit of confusion because, I mean, is there a secret to facing abundance? Is there a secret to to facing plenty? I mean, is it the secret to just enjoy it? Hey, man, you've got some good stuff. Have a good time. I mean, what's the secret? I can do that. I mean, who who has a hard time with abundance? I mean that is a difficulty I would like to learn to face as having abundance but that's exactly what it says it's the secret to facing abundance and the reason why they have to have a secret to this is good times and abundance and plenty those are the moments when we need Jesus the most when we're in abundance when we're in good times, we have plenty of stuff, and when life is going well, that is actually when we need to rely on Christ the most. See, when we're in abundance, we think we're already living a successful life. When we have abundance, when life is going well, we're making some good money You know, things are going nice for us in life, we're happy, our kids are happy, our home's doing well, nothing is broken, nothing is falling apart in life. That's how we think of successful. And we tend to think of ourselves, well, I've made it now. This is what I wanted my life to be, this is what I've wanted my life to become, now I've just got to hang on to this and keep it because this is a successful life. And that's how we all define it. That's how the world defines a successful life. But is this how your creator defines a successful life? Is this how the one who made you, the one who created you, the one that gave you a purpose, the one that made you for a specific reason, the one that made you to be in him, is that how he defines a successful life? Now you probably know this, but if you don't I'm going to tell you again. That is not how your creator defines a successful life. You might not realize this, but the Lord's really not concerned about how much money you have. I mean, He really isn't. He's really not concerned about how nice your house is or how many cars you have. Or He really isn't, and don't take this the wrong way, He really isn't concerned with how happy you are either. I mean, don't get me wrong. He loves to see you happy. And sometimes the Lord will love to just bless you with material prosperity. But that is not what God is concerned with in your life. What the Lord is concerned with, what your Creator is concerned with, is your heart. That's His concern. That's what He's working for. That is what He cares about. Is not how your material abundance or how your happiness or how satisfied you are. He wants to know about your heart. He wants to know how you're loving him and how you're loving others. That's the way your creator defines success. And that's the one way that he is going to measure success one day. He's going to know if you kept the faith. If you held on to your faith in Christ through everything that you went through in life. He's going to want to know if you kept your heart. As in you kept love in your heart, you kept love for others, and you kept love for God, and you didn't give in to resentment and anger and jealousy and rage, and just let it get corrupted and eaten up by the world. He's going to want to know if you kept this all the way to the end and didn't let the world undo you. Back in the beginning of his letter in Philippians 1.6, Paul says, the Lord will perfect every work that he began in you in christ jesus now that is success that the lord will perfect the work that he started in you in christ jesus but if we're going to do that we have to stay on the path If we're going to find success in the Lord and if he's going to perfect the good work as in perfecting your faith and perfecting the purity of your heart, if we're going to do that, we have got to stay on the path that he's given us. It's called the way. Just a capital W, the way. That's what they called our faith a long time ago in the early church. If we're going to keep our heart, we have to stay on the way and that means staying faithful to the Lord and to stay and continue to believe in him. And it's not easy to stay on the way. It's a hard path he's given us. Jesus told all his disciples, "It says, the way is narrow and the path is hard that leads to life and those who walk it are few. Because in our life and in in our quest to keep our faith and to keep our heart, we face dangers all along the way. And those dangers usually come in one of two forms. They come in hard times and they come in good times. And the good times Are more dangerous. See, the hard times is when we're directly attacked, right? And we feel the attack. That's when we we go through suffering. That's when we end up going bankrupt, or we're sick, or we have grief and periods of, of, of doubt and periods of depression. And we need the help of Christ to get through it. And we can get through it. Because we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. But the more difficult time is actually the good times the more difficult time is actually the times of abundance the times of prosperity i mean when you're facing difficulty when we encounter this awful difficulty in life what's our first reaction at least for christians we get on our knees and we just god i can't do this i cannot do this this is too hard for me to handle alone lord i need your power I need your strength. I need your guidance. I can't do this by myself. And so through those hard times, we actually are brought closer to God. And our faith is actually strengthened. And almost anyone who tells you who's gone through a hard time, as they look back over that trial, and they can see the hand of God all through their trials, and they say, you know what? I'm a stronger person now through what I went through back then. But what about prosperity? What do we do in Prosperity. Most of us even forget to thank God for prosperity. When we're in abundance and prosperity. We forget to thank God. We're like, no, you know what? I got this. I got it. I'm good. I'm good, Lord. We'll talk later because I'm, I'm busy. I'm, I got a big party I'm throwing for my, this great windfall I just came upon. Yeah, and then after that, my wife and I, we got this cruise, we were going on, it's, it's going to be really nice, and then, you know, yeah, when I get back from that, I'm looking at this new car, because I got all this extra money I want to spend it on, but yeah, we'll talk later, yeah, help somebody else, because I'm, I'm good right now. You know, I've never had anyone come to my office and say, Pastor, I need help, life is just going so good right now, I don't know what to do. I never heard anyone say, Lord, I just got this great windfall. I got all this money, and now I'm just so happy. I'm not sure what to do. Can you help me through this? Can you help me through this this time of of prosperity and abundance that I'm facing right now? Now, In hard times, we rely on God, and we know we turn to Him. But in abundance and prosperity, we're tempted to rely on ourselves. I mean, do we think for a minute that spiritual attacks against us have ceased? because we're happy and well off? Do we think temptation doesn't exist anymore because we're we're doing good? I mean, do we think for a moment that that Satan and all all his demons, they see him and like, oh, you know, he's doing good right now, okay? Let's leave him alone for a minute. Let's just leave him alone and let him enjoy his abundance. And let's not bother him with any temptation just for a little while, okay guys? That'd be the nice thing to do. See, in pain and hardship, we lean on Christ. But in good times and abundance, we lean on ourselves. This is the very thing that God warned the Israelites when they were about to go into the promised land. In the book of Deuteronomy, he tells them, and this, they're just on the edge of the promised land, they're about to enter, and God says, when you go into this land, you're going to find a land flowing of milk and honey, there's going to be all kinds of cattle, you're going to have grain and olive trees and grapes, and you're going to have gold and silver, and you're going to have copper mines, and you're going to have all this wealth. But be careful. Be careful and don't forget me. This is his actual words to him. He says, take care, lest you forget your God. Lest When you have eaten and are full and have built good houses and live in them. And when your herds and flocks multiply and your silver and gold is multiplied and all that you have is multiplied. Kind of sounds like us today, right? Build good houses. We've got prosperity. He says, beware lest then your heart be lifted up and you forget the Lord your God. Beware lest you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the power to get wealth. I really believe if we could could look into the spiritual realm, the ones that we can't see right now, probably thankfully, if we could look into that spiritual realm, I think we would be terrified of prosperity. I really do. I think if we could peek behind the veil, behind that curtain between our world and and the realm of the heavens and the realms of the spirits, I think we would see how dangerous prosperity can be. And how dangerous it can be because we could be sitting right there on the edge of a cliff that in those moments of prosperity, that's when we're the weakest and that's the moment when we're attacked the most. If we could see how dangerous those moments of abundance and prosperity are, I think we would run from it. We would run scared. We're like, I need to get rid of it. Anybody want it? I've got this new mansion right there on the beach. I'm, I'm, no, take it. Someone take it from me. What you got? You got like a broken down trailer? Okay, trade. Yeah. I need to get out of this. It's too dangerous. It's too dangerous spiritually for me. It's scary. It's scary. But you don't have to be afraid. Because we know the secret. See, the secret getting through tough times is the same as getting through the easy times. We can get through both of those times with our faith and our heart intact because we know the secret. Because we know it is Christ who strengthens us. We know Christ will see us through the hardest times in our life. I'm talking about times so hard that you can't even pick yourself up out of the dirt. See you through those times. Who also see you through the good times. The times that are going so well, and so prosperous, that you're tempted to trust in your own self, in your own strength. By ourselves, these moments would destroy us. But we can do this because of Christ, who strengthens you. He can do what you cannot. The secret that Paul talks about here is that you can't rely on your strength. That's the secret. You cannot rely on your own strength. You have to rely on the strength of Christ. It's not our power, but it's His power. And we know that and we see that when we're going through hard times. that We can't do it alone. But what we forget is when we're going through prosperity, we forget that we can't do that alone either. The only way we can get through prosperity and abundance with our faith and our heart intact is to rely on the power of Christ and not our own. Is to never forget, no matter how good we're doing, that all of this is because of Christ. To never forget, no matter how abundant and prosperous our life is, that we are only at that point because of Jesus. To never forget, no matter how well we're doing or feel like we're doing spiritually, that we are never, ever going to be in a place where we're not dependent on Jesus. We have to remember that in the good times and in the bad. If we want to live successfully, if we want to take hold of that abundant life that's promised in Jesus, we can only do it by leaning on Him. You see, between here and there are a lot of dangers, a lot of trials, a lot of temptations. Between here, where we stand, and in the end, where we want to be, there are deceptions, there are enemies, there are spiritual attacks. And before we reach that end, where our faith and hearts perfected in Christ, we have to encounter the wrath of a dark and angry world, a dark and angry world that wants to take your faith. Believe me, the world and the spiritual dangers out there, they don't care how rich you are, they don't care how abundant you are, they don't care how happy you are, they want to take your faith. They want to ruin your faith and they want to ruin and corrupt your heart. And they want to squeeze every bit of love you have in it and they want to replace it with jealousy, anger, and resentment and hate. That's what the world's offer. And it will use hard times and if that doesn't work, they'll use good times instead. Alone, we're lost. Alone and by ourselves, we don't have the power to make it out of here alive. But we know the secret. And now you know the secret. You have the secret of facing pain and the secret of facing pleasure. You know the secret of going through want and the secret of going through plenty. You've been given the secret of how you can succeed in facing temptation and trial and heartache as well as facing abundance and happiness. You can do all things because it is Christ who gives you strength. To God be all the glory forever and ever. Amen.